Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. Welcome back, viewers, to another episode of 360. How are you, Ben? Tremendous. How are you? That's good. I'm wonderful, thank you. How's the week been? It's been quite good. A little bit busy. Weather's died off a little bit, which is quite nice. Certainly not the temperature. Hmm. How's your week been? Your week been? Wonderful. Wonderful? Yeah. Yeah, That's been good. poking along. Yeah. Um, nothing too dramatic happening this week. It's all sort of same old, same old at the bit. Um, yeah, as we start to progress into summer, getting yes. outdoors a little bit more. Yes. Um, obviously trying to get a little bit more sun involved. Uh, mm-hmm. Doing a few things outdoorsy. Picking mm-hmm. the times to do it because it is still very warm again for us where we are. Early morning, late evening. Yeah, mm-hmm. as the um, temperature certainly rises throughout the middle of the day. Um, it's certainly hard to get that enticement to get outside and out of the air conditioning sometimes. Yeah, for that, when you um, live in 23 degrees of a daytime, it's 42 outside. <laughs> yeah, it makes it a little bit hard to try and get enticed on what's going on there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, been poking along, been, been well. Good. Not too much. Um, so something that I wanted to us to touch on today um, and to chat about today is how to be social without being seen. Always social. Always social. How to be social without being seen as a food police. So this goes two ways. We generally have two, two ways people go with this. Um, obviously, we have a happy medium, but then our other two ways, we either get super obsessive over what we're eating what we're drinking and we never want to step outside of that otherwise we go the complete opposite route and as soon as there's um, like holidays or parties come up whether that be like Christmas Easter birthdays whatever that be holidays the towel gets thrown in immediately because it's just too hard to maintain because the expectation has been set so high that it's too high to maintain for those circumstances when we're there so what we want to chat about today is how to be social without being seen as a food police or someone who's going either one of these ways. Yeah, it's um, it's something that's sort of hard to try and, you know, sort of categorize. People end up doing it either, like you said, one of two ways, whether they, they're off the bandwagon as soon as something goes out of the, you know, out mm-hmm. the window or there's someone who's so regimented that they just don't want to do anything outside of a set food plan mm. um, as they do. So it's something that trying to find yourself but having And I think it comes back to a bit of education on your own behalf mm. as far as understanding certain your own um, needs and requirements for yourself. So knowing that as you go throughout the day, if you haven't eaten so much of something, you may potentially need to eat more protein or more things that have a higher protein level. So some educational stuff also puts that in because you find that people that really get stuck into the whole meal plan with what exactly they need to eat at every time, sometimes don't realistically have the background information on what's in the meal or what they, they just know someone's told me this is what I've got to eat. So this yeah. is what I've got to eat. And these are the meals that I've got to eat it at. Yeah. Um, that's probably a big thing around that. Yeah. And that's um, why meal plans become so unmaintainable. Yeah. You can't maintain them because you don't have the level of education required or the knowledge to be comfortable in your own choices if you were to step outside of that meal plan, which is going to happen at some point. You're going to either go out for lunch and have to step outside of it there 
Yeah. Or you're going to go on holidays or someone's going to make your food. You're not going to be making every meal every day of your life separate to everyone else. Maybe you have a family and you snack on something else or like you're making kids' food separate to yours. It becomes unmaintainable. Whereas if you have that higher level of knowledge around why that meal was given to you and why you should be eating that meal. And around some basic food groups that you need to entail in yeah. your meal. Then you can it, sub it. Um, yeah, it certainly makes it hard to try and do that and those mm. choices. Uh, because obviously, you know, the whole thing of saying um, catch a fish, feed someone for mm. a meal, teach a man how to fish, feed them for a lifetime. Mm. So the whole idea around some of this stuff is the uh, ability to be able to when you're doing it. And by all means, a lot of that stuff uh, has been set up for you to get in the start of your journey and for yes. people to get started with. So you can start to get that education. And the things that we've have, we've previously talked about, challenges and about how benefits and, and some negatives and stuff of them uh, is to help people on that journey to start on that pathway of some education as they go through. Because the biggest thing is we want to make sure that you're they're able to do this for themselves, understanding moving forward as they yes. move through the li- their life cycle um, of being able to do it. So it's it's definitely something that's to being um, being understanding of. So yeah. like I say, those are the sort of two groups that we see a lot of is people yes. that throw it out the window, had enough, done one meal, all gone, mm-hmm. and forget about it. Um, depths of destruction, everything's going bad. Yes. Um, we're suddenly back there. Mm-hmm. Or the people that are so regimented and being so stiff that yeah, to go out would just be out of the ballpark and I'm not going out. The easiest thing is just for me to stay home, get all the meals at home, exactly. measure everything out, do everything. That's exactly the same. You don't want to be the person that turns up at the party with scales. No, it's never a good look. Never a good look for you or the person that's racing around trying to scan the barcode of everything that's gone on the plate. It's also not fun. No. It's funny to watch, but it's not fun. It's not fun to, to try yourself. and catch it. To try and get there with your phone so you can scan the stuff in your food app as you go through. And I read something the other day yeah. as well. I think there's something because oh, – I might have actually listened to it anyway. anyway I heard it the other day. Um, was around the whole – and we had talked a while ago about those food apps and what it was and and the thing is is if if someone hasn't because a lot of those uh like my fitness pal and all that other stuff it's actually allowable for people in those apps to enter foods now if people have entered foods incorrectly you're now using and now you're using on something else you can end up using those foods incorrectly and i think i ended up with someone saying that it can actually be you know, like 200 calories out, you know, like for oh, what, really for some of things can be like either way, plus, minus, under eating, over eating and, and be mm-hmm. caught. And I, I do know that we have talked to our nutritionist that we see is, and he had said about different types of alcohol, mm-hmm. which is something that we'll touch on in here as well, is how if they've been entered incorrectly and they don't have something that's actually someone's entered the calorie uh, calorie um, uh, amounts for it correctly that they can actually end up with some stuff that's just got a name and zero value so people see it and if it comes up with a pop of course if something's there and says that's 270 calories and then the one the other one that shows me zero calories which one do you think i'm going to check we that's going to end up zero every that's, time. that's exactly <laughs> right that's it, that's right it, it's exactly it and and that's what we're uh you know like that's that's we're sort of at the power of that. Yes. We're relying on that to be correct mm-hmm. so that we can then make decisions from that. And if it's so randomized as far as being people can put so much stuff into it mm-hmm. and it's not policed 
as far as making sure that stuff is correct to what is actually or someone's hit a three instead of a two and added like as they put through it suddenly you're going to blow your day out and you're going to wonder what's going on and what's happening with it so it's something to do so when we talk about uh, being social we're talking about going either to dinner social outings festive um, all seasons throughout the year we're talking about everything that sort of rolls through uh, with that and people sort of having those generic ones so it's and it's a big thing especially relevant now like where we are heading into christmas yeah as we head into christmas um, now as we head into christmas we know that it's and every year it's the same thing as you head into christmas like there's more christmas parties you have more social gatherings maybe you have family here mm. and this can go on at something that you have to realize that we can't just throw in the whole festive period as I'll do what I want and then I'll get back on the bandwagon. Back on the bandwagon, yeah. You're looking at a potential two-month window here. One to two Yeah, well, usually until as well. December to mid And when people are going, uh, they're then trying to get back into a routine and that's not sometimes until people's kids and families go back home. You know, people may come and stay for a month, five weeks, whatever, if they're staying and traveling around Mm. or going somewhere. Is it can end up being, like you said, a bit of a roll into it, a few Christmas work parties, uh, catch-ups, gatherings with friends and then roll out of it and then come into sort of uh, the new year and January and then not until kids go back to school. So like I say, it can be six to eight weeks Absolutely. of doing that, you know, off and on. And if, you, if you're um, having a few drinks every night as everyone catches up, it sort of mm. starts to get a bit beat down on the body mm. for Absolutely. what it is. And it is then really hard because then it's withdrawals when you come that on the other end. Yes. And something that, so we have had a listener question this week mm-hmm. um, asking us how not to be tempted when dining out or dining at a friend's house. What we want to do here is just fully reframe what it means to be tempted when you're dining out or at friend's houses and how that actually then comes into play and how we work that when we're going out more than once like when you're going to a friend's house or how you view that experience going out that it's not just all about restricting yourself completely or if they have dessert at the friend's house going I'm not having any of that or if they have something else just cutting yourself off completely like you still do have to live a little yeah it's important because if you look at yourself if you take never having anything when you go out anywhere for the next three years probably not going to be very happy I'd be very sad never have very many friends Probably not. <laughs> not very many people inviting you to too much stuff. <laughs> be the boring one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for sure. I'd be quite sad if I could have no Ferrero Shell ice cream or chocolate cake. That would make me sad. Yeah, and it's all about, um, you know, being able to have that cake and eat it too, whichever way you want to talk about. It's more about accounting for that and when you're going to do that how you bring that in as far as um, not being so beat down on yourself throughout that. So it's, it's, yes. it's making sure that you you understand what it is, pick it up, you're going to have a bit of cake, you're going to sit, you're going to enjoy the company, everyone's having cake, you're going to be the one person that's sitting there with a celery stick and everyone else is having chocolate cake for the birthday. Mm. Pretty bad cake, whoever made your cakes, pretty crappy. Um, but the whole thing is being understanding that you are there to do and enjoy enjoy the experience and yes. and life is all about experiences yes. and being able to do that stuff so you can reflect on that yeah. um, when you haven't, haven't had it. So we have jotted down a few points for today. Um, first thing we're going to start with is alcohol and drinks and things like that. And then the next thing we're going to start with is food. Yeah? Yeah. So firstly with drinking, number one thing 
is be aware how many calories your drinks have, which is something you just touched on before with recording them properly. And then also the mixes. The mixes within the drinks. But one thing with this is to be conscious that the alcohol still does have calories. Alcohol is quite a high calorie density, but often because when you have your macronutrients, just to give context, Mm -hmm. you have protein, carbs, and fat, which are our common ones. Alcohol is a fourth macronutrient, Mm -hmm. but no one ever counts alcohol, even though it still has a value assigned to it because it's not a traditional three macro macro. It has to be counted separately, and we generally allocate it if you're counting your macros as like a carbs and a fat. So then... Depending how you drink it, would it be called a micro? <laughs> no, it's not in the micros. No, it's not the micros. <laughs> I'm sorry. I see what you were trying to do there, but sorry. no. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so with this here, when you're drinking it, if you look on the back, like on the label that they give you, mm-hmm. um, often what will happen is they will only highlight the calories that are in the mixer within it. So if you've... Yeah, if you've actually got a pre-mixed one. Yeah. You've got a pre-mixed one. So yep. they'll tell you like the sugar content and the carb content and that all comes from what it's mixed with. It doesn't come from the alcohol, like the alcohol itself. So that's something that there's like heaps of calculators online that you can use as well as like a calculator so that you know how many calories is in there because often in my fitness pal and things, it's only going to tell you what the mixer like what's in the mixer there it's not actually telling you what's in the alcohol itself so that is one thing to be like hyper aware of is that and then on that note if you decide to drink for that night and you want to have a couple of drinks with dinner you potentially forego either an entree or dessert still have your main and we'll talk about that in a moment but maybe forego either your entree or dessert or both depending on how much you're drinking so that you're not ending up having like a three to five thousand calorie night without being yeah yeah it's something that's just it's just being aware of, of what you're doing and, and the choices you're making so making sure that you're aware of those choices and and in the moment that you are so if it's going okay and you're feeling all right and you're having a few drinks and everything's you know socially having a good time it's all good and next thing dessert comes out potentially it's just thinking about maybe how many drinks you've had did i have an entree uh, i may want to think about just skipping dessert because i've probably actually consumed this in my drinks as long with my meal as well so it's just being aware that you're able to do that and then also being aware of what spirits or what choices you're making with those alcoholic drinks as far as being aware of like dark spirits and stuff like that things that they're made on you know like beer on hops and and everything and adding the amount of carbs and stuff with it and yeast and everything else is what you're making with beers and then your spirits with um like darker colored spirits are all usually made on like either molasses or sugar you know as a base as a syrup mm-hmm. stuff this and then being aware that your your white spirits your see-through spirits are usually like lower calorie density so so it's potentially making a choice on what ones you're drinking to be aware of what sort of calories the amount of calories that you're having with it Mm. so you know like a vodka with a soda water and some lime or lemon or something in there very low calories there with that still Mm. if you're enjoying drinking and you're enjoying being seen as within that social aspect of drinking with it is maybe choosing something that's like you say a little bit lighter on the calorie side Mm. as far as not and then maybe only having one of the ones that are a bit darker spirit just choices when you're having that that's so that's a big um thing then with those is 
trying to up your hydration with it because alcohol is very dehydrate you know you, you'll end up being um stripping the water out um, of you so it's dehydrated that's why you'll usually find if you've had very high sugary drinks or mixes the night before or on that night and then in the morning you find you've really got that bad headache um, it, it's usually because there's been a big high sugar hit mm. and you haven't been drinking enough hydration to help flush your system mm. through that is that you've end up being caught with that and that's what it is it's actually dehydration is the big thing the next day as well. Sugar and alcohol, yes. and they both have this like yep. nasty mix of what they do to you. Mm. So then from there, the best thing that you can do, and also you get caught in this spiral because you have a drink, you then start to get dehydrated slowly and you'll dehydrate over the night or if you're there for five, six hours and you're not having any water over five, six hours, you have one drink and then all of a sudden you're a little bit thirsty again. So instead of having water, you have another drink and then another one and then another one. There's ice in your drink, isn't there? Hence water Doesn't that count. goes in. We have talked about water and what counts as water, and that is a definite. <laughs> so yeah, um, people can play. Devil's advocate, that's okay. Yeah. Um, so then from there, the best thing that you can do is have one water in between every drink that you have. So if you have a drink, have a water, have a drink, have a water, and you alternate it that way, then you get yourself into a rhythm without you really having to think consciously about drinking more yeah, water. It probably just extends the time as well. Mm. So you're not trying to get there, hit it and quit it and be done and no. blind and can't do anything afterwards, you know, be drunk and hung uh, a struggle. It's, um, it's more actually about it just slows that, extends that time, gives your body a chance to process, gives that water to go in to actually help to, um, to dilute things and get sort of through there. But you are still being seen as doing it. And probably something that I just wanted to touch on, it's a big thing for, for me, I'm a bit tangentized, maybe a little bit here. It's the fact that not making people feel that they have to drink at all those outings so if someone turns up and they are someone who either doesn't because you know at the end of the day we have talked before alcohol is a poison that the body sees as a poison because it doesn't know what it is so it's starting to process this and get rid of it out uh, quick is that if someone doesn't like that and doesn't want to drink is not forcing or making that person feel uncomfortable. They're not going to make you feel uncomfortable if you're liking to drink. So try not to make it flip the coin and go the other way and make someone feel uncomfortable if they don't want to drink. The whole idea is about being there, being able to be communicate, you know, communicative with everyone, as in you know, like you're communicating, you're there with the people, you're socially. Yep, yeah, that's it. You're socially thing. It shouldn't be about necessarily if Katie's not drinking or Ben's not drinking or they're making me feel uncomfortable because they're not drinking. That's not about what it is. The whole idea of thinking about making people feel that is not the way it should be. No. So it's just something to think about when you're going to these social things. Yeah. There's people that have made decisions, people that have got choices and other things going on in their life potentially. You know, they've had uh, abuse of alcohol, they've had abuse of certain drugs for things like that and they've decided or it's something that they've really got to watch then don't make them feel uncomfortable with doing it. It's not something you should force for them. If someone says, do you want to drink? They say, no, take that. Fair enough. That's all good. Righto. And also for yourself is when you find you're making these changes and maybe before you drank quite a bit more and now you're drinking quite a bit less and people either notice that or you're okay with going out for dinner or doing going to a party or something and not and not drinking mm. that can make other people feel quite uncomfortable they can, because yeah. all of a sudden you've changed and why have you changed and they'll feel bad because they're drinking and you're not inside they know it's not great for them but it makes them feel very uncomfortable when you're not drinking mm. so for you to get over that because to stop that pressure of people trying to get you 
than to drink more is have something like soda water and lime. It looks like you're drinking something. It's fairly well, straight. Well, it's going to make everyone else feel comfortable that they think you're drinking. Exactly. Uh, doing whatever. It just makes it, it – it takes the topic and the focus off a lot of that and people can just move on with just enjoying the company and doing whatever, exactly. you know, like throughout the evening or throughout the yeah. social thing. So it's, it's just thinking about that stuff as well and being uh, accommodating to other people's um, – uh, feelings or their yes. choices because at the end of the day because the thing is is it's probably something where we could just sort of jump off as well as mm-hmm. i've lily pad twice away from anything is um keeping track don't worry. yeah thank you uh is it's the same with coffee and stimulants and stuff we've talked about with things so um sometimes a lot of people see probably getting a little bit of mental stuff here and I'm very off uh but sometimes alcohol can be seen as an escapism yes people trying to escape their life and what's going on in the in in their life day to day mm-hmm. uh trying to get away from it whereas a lot of the time when you start to get a good relationship with those things it's the same as coffee and stimulants with that um it's all a drug it's all something that's a, causing a change throughout your body either feeling heightened heart rate you know like dulling senses doing all that mm-hmm. stuff with how it is is actually enjoying it for what it is and enjoying alcohol for the taste of what it is and uh, you know like the process that's been made to make what it is that you're drinking um enjoying that i enjoy a canadian club every once in a while we enjoy just having a drink sitting and enjoying the flavor for the drink not the fact of it's alcohol and i want to get myself loosened up yes. to feel not what i'm feeling every day to day yes, because then that's so it shouldn't be it's again, that's it's a hidden, different yeah. but we need to that's something it's that just something to, to touch on. Yeah, yeah if you and same thing with food if you're filling some kind of a void with food or alcohol you need yeah. to be looking at what that void is yeah. and then why that's happening behind there and this will be the same thing as we move on to food food is something that for something that we do so much it eating, is, yeah, yeah. it consumes so much of our life mm. it's something that people have a lot of hang-ups around and things that get brought up yep so on that note if i'll lily pad food, you back again go oh, for thank it. you very much that was a nice link around so we'll now go into food yes um so with your food when you're eating out whether this is at a friend's place whether this is at a party whether this is going out for dinner um number one is audit meals that look like the normal meals that you would have so you're having a decent amount of protein you're having a decent amount of veggies um so again with those hand portions yeah um, sizes sizes that we've talked about before so you have that decent amount of protein a decent amount of veggies and then anything left over is the yum the yum stuff so like um sauces sauces or potato or something like that it's making meals that would look like your normal one especially if you are going to quite a few of these gatherings in a short time make them to look like your normal meals there's no point in you having some extravagant food for four nights a week for five weeks that's going to usually find out that'll go through you pretty quick too i don't know if someone if people out there have had like really being concentrated on their diet and watching what they're eating really like trying to eat as clean as they can as far as not extra processed stuff and as we heard eating the rainbow and eating all the veggies and the fiber and that and then you do go to a a week or a few meals where you start to eat things that are very high rich in flavor Mm. lots of sauces that are cooked in um additional creams and and fats in things you usually find that it'll go through you pretty quick because your body's like not yeah uh, it's not accustomed to it Mm. um and yeah you're like oh this is not making me feel very good so it can be sometimes just as as easy as that that'll happen for you anyway um, to push through 
Um, so yeah, so like we had said before about choosing those meals when you go out uh, to try and get it to look the same thing is thinking about throughout the day if you know you've got a weekend or you know you've got a few outings coming up over that weekend is thinking about what you're eating throughout the day mm -hmm. so thinking about trying to get those um get those proteins and those good veggies and and stuff like that those uh, proteins and carbs and stuff throughout the day allowing that you know that the night time or wherever you're going is probably going to be a bit more calorie dense higher in fats and carbs yeah higher in fats and carbs is allowing for that so throughout the day you're sort of knowing on that day now we're not talking about trying to binge eat with stuff throughout mm -hmm. the week which we've seen a lot of people end up doing so good for like mm -hmm. that um throughout the week from like sunday through to thursday and then suddenly we hit that friday saturday mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's blown out and we're eating three to four times the amount of calories you would normally have eaten each day throughout the weekend you're just going to end up putting yourself two steps back yes. as you're trying to make that progress so you end up doing so great for the sort of half the week three quarters of the week then all of a sudden you end up overdoing it and then you feel bad by come sunday then you're always back down so you're sort of going forward and then all of a sudden you take two steps back then it's the rest yeah. of the week to try and catch up and again. that's when like again it comes back to the mental side of it but whether you're thinking about food as again a fuel for your body and you've made those habits so that you do have that good rhythm with food and you know what your food makeup should be and where it is and why you're eating and, that and, and portion sizes as well because we can yeah. always start to get when we're hungry is overeating so mm. we talked about people um having something to eat or or doing that before they go out yes as far as going to social gatherings or Absolutely. ensuring that you've actually eaten as well before because as we get hungry we'll end up just devouring stuff in front of us. So oh, whenever the platter comes around, you'll just finish that off, come back again, party pie, sausage rolls, whatever's coming well, around. Well, those little canapes are such high calorie, all of them, because they're delicious. Like, yeah, that's they're so right. nice. Like yeah. they're super high calorie. So if yeah. that's what you're eating as your meal, that's a lot. Hmm. So then if you're looking at rewarding yourself for eating healthy, we have a little bit of a problem with how we're looking at eating. Hmm. If you feel like eating Monday through Friday or Sunday through Friday, you have eaten really good, like you've taken your lunch for work every day or you've not snacked on like crappy office food and you've been really good with your diet there is then when you get to Friday night, Saturday and you start rewarding yourself because you've been so healthy during the week, it's not a system we should need a reward for. No. You feeling your body correctly shouldn't need a reward. And and then that's the benefit is you feeling the way you feel that's through the, the week. Reward. Yeah, it's that's the it. good bit. Yeah. Is you having energy and your yeah. mental clarity being better and you're looking better. Like that's mm. your reward. Your reward isn't eating crappy food because you feel like you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, it's eating that stuff that's been told to you that you're not allowed. Exactly. Which is a, a lot of the things ends up saying, no, that's no good. You can't have that. Suddenly it's that... Um, you miss you feel like you're missing out you want everything you can't have so yeah so you're trying to get that on the weekend and try and eat as much as you can so then when you are told it you do just eat as much as you can of it without being able to have that off switch of saying you know control whether it's just enough that's enough i've had one or two i've had I'm the good. taste for it i'm all good i don't need to end up going for that yeah. um to do it um then from there so making sure you have that good protein and vegetables throughout the day um then the next thing from there is when you're holidaying so when you're away from home um, yeah from your normal routine from stuff. your routine so you're not going to be going to the gym probably if you do go to the gym it's probably not as regularly as you do at home like training wise mm. if training isn't your thing when you're away and obviously having more of these social get-togethers is be aware of your neat so mm. your neat is um like your non 
um, activity, is your activity that isn't exercise focused. Um, so it stands for um, like your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, thermogenesis which means yeah. the amount of energy that your body needs to burn to sustain activity that doesn't come from regimented exercise. Yep. So that means like walking around the daytime, it might be going for a walk in the evening before it gets dark. Um, it might be when you're moving around, you're walking upstairs, um, just the general movement you are going through in your day-to-day is really, really important. And if you can get that up Outsize higher. activities, doing things, you know, you're away swimming, kids going, stuff. doing fun stuff, doing in an area, an environment that you don't, you're not in all the time. Yeah. So, you know, get outside, do that stuff. It's not about sitting inside on your mm. phone all the time. I mean, everyone wants a bit of downtime sometimes, a bit of rest time, mm. but pick your times to do that. Get out, be active, go for a walk, Absolutely. things that you may not see all the time. Um, so, yeah, you're able to then end up going out and going for a hike up the mountain or hills or, or exactly. doing stuff. It's just, just trying to get out and see that. So that's just that non, like you say, non-regimented stuff. Uh, make a bit of fun in it uh, and yeah. up making things where you can either do some sort of uh, plyo squats or something as you go up the hill or mm. make it a bit of fun for the kids just to run from here to the next po- the telephone or power post or something. Yeah, just yeah. little things that you can do with those experiences that's going to add up to, to enough by the end of the day that you know you've certainly got a bit of activity in and moved and got yeah. those steps for the day. Absolutely. And you know that, and you would be so surprised at how much that accounts for. If you can lift that general activity and you're moving around, plus you're having fun at the same yeah. time, like you're moving around so much on a day to day basis. Making and memories. then you form those meals around like your protein, veggies, and then have some nice stuff on the side. You still have a couple of drinks, you still have dessert a couple of times a week, but you're just having a fun time with it and you're lifting that activity. How much you can count that? a lot of if you're controlling that eating so that you can still enjoy what you want but you're not going overboard activity lifts up without you having to get inside the gym you're going to be fine coming out of your holidays like you're really going to have not much to and if you if you're very sedentary in your job as far as sitting for a long periods of time and not actually doing that moving around you'll probably actually find that you know we've talked about it before is how much of a workout for an hour of a day percentage-wise it is for your for your day. Adds up to is not much. That's right. Is to, to then be able to do a bit more moving when you're on your holidays, you'll actually really find out that you're probably actually moving a lot more on your holidays yes. than what you would. You know, mm. calories out, calories in. If you're actually expelling more, then you can probably actually enjoy some more stuff yeah. while you're doing You know, like while you're doing it. So go to a nice cafe, go out to a nice dinner. Yeah. Uh, be okay that you know that you've done that exercise or you've done that moving throughout the day, which yeah. is by all it. means a good thing to, to get on. Yeah. And so with that there, just on that note, with holidays and things coming up, just try and be as present as possible. Like you are taking a step outside of your normal everyday life, whether you're normal everyday life is quite stressful, whether you do have to be in front of a computer all day, whether you are on a screen for a long period of time. Phone Just calls, emails, people back and forward, deadlines, your deadlines, yeah constantly and you have all of these deadlines and times that you have to have stuff done by just take a step back to be present with whoever you're with whether it's family friends anything just take that step back to be present and in the moment listen to people's conversations engage in what they're saying turn your phone off or put it in the other room or somewhere while you're silent or something yeah probably nothing while you're on holidays that anyone needs you for enough that they're not going to be able to get in contact with you any other way for. Well, or if it's something like that, you usually end up um, putting a message or exactly. something like that that you can get back that you to can later. See. 
yeah. you can get back to that later if you need to and, and trying to enjoy the time that you're having when you're there. It's yeah. not all the time. There's a lot of people that actually even get to go away to other places. Yeah. Some people may still be staying at home and just holidaying as in they're staying home because, you know, there's either been lockdowns or things not happening around the place. So it's probably just being actually present with the people that you're with yes. to do it because the whole idea of sometimes, you know, that holidays is to get people in an environment or get them together that you may not have seen for that length of time yeah. or being able to spend that length of time with them. So it's it's yeah. making sure that you're being able to get in there and, and enjoy it. Yeah, and use this as a chance to engage with people, de-stress by doing all of that um, and then as a chance also to strengthen those habits that we form. Like you spend all year, you should be spending all year creating these habits and making sure that they um, – get instilled in everything that you do use it as a chance to strengthen that so again with your movement with your forming your meals properly with those hand portions with you only eating to 80 percent full all of these things just use it as a chance to strengthen these habits as we move as we move through that there because then that makes sure that you're in control yeah um in another thing in there too is the um the fact that well i found it a pretty good thing sometimes when we do get dehydrated and and i feel hungry with things is, is when you're out is potentially taking that time to have either a glass of water mm-hmm. um is a big win have a glass of water give yourself sort of a couple of minutes you know five ten minutes or so and then still see if you're still actually feeling hungry yes. sometimes it can just be out of boredom or um like sort of scheduling with where you're eating and stuff you may actually not because especially being on holidays a lot of our meal times get thrown out so we may be having instead of having breakfast when we would normally have had breakfast at maybe five or six o'clock in the morning before we went to work suddenly we're having brunches so we're now teaming breakfast and lunch together and it's something at 10 o'clock and then it rolls around to 11 up past 11 12 it's oh my goodness I'm, i'm hungry again and then oh it's lunchtime but realistically you actually ate so much and grazed until here so sometimes it's a chance just to have a a glass of water give yourself five to ten minutes see if you're still hungry then pick something of an option if not sometimes it can actually just be that you're a bit dehydrated and it was just your body telling you so it's it's sometimes just a little trig in that um for you so yeah that's just a little thing to think about in yeah, that that, but that, that also ties out of back it. in as well into being into control like in control yeah of your food and your choices and like we touched on last time as well is not being driven by the craving and not being driven by feeling like you need to have something or driven by the environment that you're in it's being driven by the choice of you're choosing to have that thing and you're choosing to indulge a little bit more now than maybe you normally would and you're choosing to have that better food and you're choosing to move more this should all be a choice for you it shouldn't be driven by your cravings and it definitely shouldn't be driven by your environment yeah yeah and that can get thrown off the wagon when you do change your environment and you are doing a lot more socializing you are doing a lot more going out um a lot of people tend to see that if everyone else is eating then it's oh you know it's a lot of food and there's a lot of food out sometimes it's okay to leave if you're if you're not if you're not full um by all means or you know like you're saying eat to that 80 Mm percent but um it's not now a regimented thing that everything that comes on your plate or everything that's out has to be eaten and consumed by you it's making the choice yourself to know when you're done you're done and not rolling around on the floor all the time feeling like you're going to throw up 
after food you've just karma. eaten. Yeah, food comas all the time. So it's it's something to make sure that you're understanding that you're in control of that. You've got the choices to make that you can make sure that you feel better after it, not necessarily struggle and need to lay around for three hours before you can actually do anything. I think so. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's some good stuff for you guys to go through there just on when you are approaching these times of years, um, going into that drinking, eating, making sure that you are in control all the time and just going through a few pointers there with a few things to think about and then things to implement with that that will hopefully help you get through um, and also make it more of a relaxing time of year and less of a stressful. And not stre- yeah, yeah. And not stressing out about it. Yeah, because it's something that you should be able to enjoy enjoy and not stress um so if you have any questions on anything that we chatted about today flick us a message at the at 360view.co um on insta or on facebook um and we will absolutely get back to you on that one um but until then have an amazing week and we will chat to you again soon Catch you in the next one. Thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of 360 View. You can follow us on Instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a like, a review, and a five-star rating. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. And if you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll answer them on the show. Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.